0: Dr. Michael Youssef with a question or two to launch this episode of Leading the Way Audio.
1: What are the giants or who are the giants that are keeping you from a life of faith and trusting in God? What giants keeping you and keep on harassing you and they keep on defeating you? Today, I can tell you on the authority of the word of God, you can stare those giants down in Jesus name.
0: Thanks for allowing Dr. Michael Yusuf and Leading the Way to be a part of your listening day. Do you have giants in your life? You know, something or someone who immediately sends you into a spin cycle of defeat? Up next on Leading the Way, see how obedience can be the key to mustering up courage to face and overcome the giants in your life. Continuing his life-changing audio series, Treasure That Lasts, here's Dr. Michael Yusuf. It has been
1: 14 months from the time the people of God have escaped the slavery of Egypt, and they're now at the edge of the Promised Land. That's where they are, at the edge of it. And God said to Moses, it's time to go. Why did God take them the long way around instead of the direct route, which would have taken them probably between three to four or five months? I want to tell you my personal opinion, okay? I'll make it clear. If the Bible is not clear, i tell you it's my opinion. I believe God took them the long route in order to teach them faith, in order to teach them to trust Him, in order to teach them to lean on Him, in order to teach Him to worship Him and obey Him alone before they get into the Promised Land. And so now I want you to turn into the book of Numbers. Here's what God said. Get some of the men and go into the land which I am giving you. Say those words with me. I am giving you. Now, I want you to read it very slowly and very carefully, <laughs> because I want to tell you, if you miss this, you miss the whole message. God says what? I'm going to send you to the land which I hope to give you. No. I like to give you. No. I can possibly give you. No. I might give you if you're good. No. no, I am giving you. Let's say it again. I am giving. So Moses selects representative from each of the twelve tribes. So he chose twelve people, twelve spies to go into the land of promise. And the reason it's called the promised land is because God promised it to Abraham four hundred years before Moses. <laughs> And so he selects a representative of each of the twelve tribes, and he sent them into the land of Canaan, and they were there for forty days, spying around, looking around, and they came back with such excitement. And they said to Moses and to the people, they said, Moses, boss man, (laughs) God is right, this is a fertile land. Boss man, God is right, this is a prosperous land. In fact, they brought back with them a bunch of grapes. It was so big that two men had to carry it on a pole on their shoulders. They're showing what an incredible, incredible fertile land it is. And they brought this with them. In fact, it is now the emblem of the Ministry of Tourism in Israel. You see it in all the buses and and cars. It's this bunch of grapes that they brought from Canaan into the wilderness. That's not the end of the story. (laughs) In fact, that is the only thing they agreed on when they came back, the twelve of them. They only agreed on that, and from that moment on, they split into two ways. From that moment, they split into opposite directions. There was a majority report, and there was a minority report. The majority report was ten out of the twelve. The minority report were only two, Caleb and Joshua. Ten out of the twelve thought, and they brought into the situation their own human analysis of the situation instead of God's vision. Ten out of the twelve brought their own worldly wisdom instead of appropriating the promises of God. Ten out of the twelve have organized God out of their equation. Ah, but only two, Caleb and Joshua… We're ready to appropriate God's promises. Listen, there are a lot of people who believe the promises intellectually. There are a lot of people who assent to the promises of God, but there are very few people who are willing to appropriate the promises of God. Two out of the 12 believed God and believed in God, and they took him at his word. And today, my beloved friends, I want to share with you four principles. I plead with you that you would take them to heart and apply them in your personal life, apply them into your family life, apply them into your business life, apply them, yes, into the church life. First of all, I want to tell you that the majority is always wrong when God is not at the center. Secondly, it is obedience not opinions that brings the blessing of God. And thirdly, giants can become grasshoppers through the eyes of faith. Fourthly, obedience will be rewarded sooner or later. From my experience, it's often later. But it will be rewarded nonetheless. First of all, the majority will always be wrong if God is not at the center. Question, when the ten out of the twelve came back and said, these Canaanites, they are giants. These Canaanites will wipe us out with their breath. I have to say, they must have really had bad breath. (laughs) What were they doing? What were they doing? Ah, they looked at their circumstances, and they saw human impossibility. oh, we cannot defeat them, we cannot get into that land, we cannot do this, we cannot do this, we cannot do this. No sooner they gave this faithless and doubting report, than the masses began to cry and weep, we're dead, we're done for, it's over. <laughs> I want to ask you this, what's at the stake here? What's at the stake? God's character, God's promises, God's own word is at stake here. And listen, having positive mental attitude would not have helped them at this point. wouldn't. What they needed is to trust in God's mental attitude. What they needed is to fly into God's altitude. What they needed was to believe in God's positive attitude. What they needed was to know that God always, always, always keep His promises, even if it takes 400 years. Please hear me right on this. When you are out of the center of the will of God, when you are out of the center of the Word of God, when you're out of the center of the promises of God, the majority will be wrong. But when you are at the center of the Word of God, you can stand alone, even if the whole world is against you. So secondly, it is obedience, not opinions, that brings the blessing of God. God promised the land to Abraham 400 years earlier. Then God affirmed and reaffirmed that promise to Moses. God confirmed and reconfirmed His promise through supernatural interventions. God gave them His Holy Spirit in a form of a cloud to lead them in the wilderness. Then God gave them food supernaturally to sustain them. And to make it even more abundantly clear, the clothes that they came out with from Egypt did not wear out. What else do they want? And finally, God says, okay, Tom, you go. Time to get into the promised land. And with this 80 or 90 percent do, we shall not be moved. <laughs> Show me. Prove it to me. My opinion matters. After all that God did. After all that, all that you still want proof. Houston we have a problem. <laughs> what about us? And I'm talking to everyone here. You can't say, well, I know so-and-so is not here. He or she should listen to this. It's for you, each one of you individually. And it's for me. (laughs) You have experienced salvation as a gift from the hand of God. You have experienced the joy of salvation. You have experienced the guiding hand of God in the past. You have been blessed by God in so many ways. After all that you have seen, after all that you have received from God's hand. then the moment you meet your first obstacle, the moment you face a roadblock, oh, God, He doesn't love me anymore. God abandoned me. God has forgotten me. God has not proved Himself this time. Let me tell you that in your walk with Christ, you will face obstacles. In your walk with Christ, you're going to face some giants. In your walk with Christ, you're going to face impossibilities. In your walk with Christ, you're going to face doubt and fear. In your walk with Christ, you're going to face so many contrary opinions in your walk with Christ, you will face temptations to stay in your comfort zone and stop dreaming and stop hoping and stop trusting and stop achieving for God. Today I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you. Dare not be detracted. Dare not become disobedient. Dare not give in dare not succumb to your feelings, dare not listen to the soothsayers, dare not sit back and do nothing, dare not let opinion of others stop you from obedience. Can I get a witness? But rather, What I want to challenge you to do is to dare to believe the Word of God, dare to believe the promises of God, dare to obey the Word of God unconditionally, dare to face your obstacles with His power, not yours, but dare to stare down your giants. Look at those giants and say, you are nothing but grasshoppers with the power of my God. Amen? Amen. The majority will always be wrong if God is not at the center. It is obedience, not opinions, that God blesses. And thirdly, giants can become grasshoppers through the eyes of faith. Ten of the twelve saw themselves as grasshoppers and the enemies of God as giants. Two of the twelve saw the exact opposite. They saw themselves with God's power to be giants, and these enemies of God are grasshoppers. Look at verse 30 with me. Numbers still in chapter 13. We're going to move a little bit, but we're still in chapter 13, verse 30. Caleb silenced the people before Moses. You know I love this man. I think of all the people, there are many great people in the Bible I like to spend time with in heaven. I really want to spend time with Caleb. I really do. Let's go up at once, occupy the land, we're able to conquer it. First he told the doubters to shut up, and then he said, let's go. (laughs) But listen, only a faith warrior can speak like Caleb. Not someone who speaks through the flesh and sounds so spiritual. Only a faith warrior can stand before an angry mob and challenge their unbelief. That has to be the work of faith. This is a man with unflinching faith in the Word of God. Here's the absolute truth. Listen carefully. Those who are doubters and naysayers, and negative and critical people, they hate people with unflinching faith. Did you know that? They do. You say, why? They're envious of them, number one, because these are people whose only focus is their circumstances, and they claim to be realistic. (laughs) These people delight in their pity parties. These people love wellowing in their faithless lives and call it something else. Now I want you to go to chapter 14, book of Numbers, verse 9. Joshua and Caleb were pleading with the people, don't rebel against God. Don't be afraid. Don't. The Lord is with us. Don't surrender to your fears. Don't give in to your doubt. And how did the crowd receive this faith-filled attitude, how did they receive it? Yeah, they want to stone them. (laughs) They want to stone them. They want to kill them. And had God not intervened and interfered in the situation, Moses and Aaron and Joshua and Caleb would have been under a pile of rocks. Let me ask you this. Please take that as a personal question to you personally. What are the giants in your life? What are the giants in your life? What are your giants that are keeping you from reaching and trusting in the promises of God? What are the giants, or who are the giants that are keeping you from a life of faith? and trusting in God. What giants in your life that are keeping you and keep on harassing you and they keep on defeating you. Today, I can tell you on the authority of the Word of God, you can stare those giants down. In Jesus' name. The majority are wrong when God is not at the center. Obedience, not opinions that will bring the blessing of God. Giants can be grasshoppers in the eyes of faith. Finally, obedience will be rewarded. And because it's not rewarded within 24 hours or a week or a month, it is not a reason to give up. It will be rewarded sooner or later, most likely later. In the book of Joshua, chapter 14, you read all about Joshua and Caleb Thirty-eight years after this very tragic chapter in the history of God's people, thirty-eight years later, both these men entered into the land of promise, and they saw those whom the others saw as giants, they saw them as grasshoppers. As far as Caleb was concerned, the bigger the enemies of God's people, the harder they fall. Joshua 14, again you read that Caleb believed that when God is with you, He will defend you. When God is with you, He'll protect you. When God is with you, He will lead you. When God is with you, He will defeat the giants in your life. And Caleb knew that God is in the business of slaying giants. Where do you think King David got the idea of slaying Goliath? Where do you think he just dreamed it up? No. He read about it, his great, 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 great uncle Caleb, slay giants. He is a shepherd boy, shepherd boy. All he did is believe God's Word literally. Beloved, this is something that is lacking among God's people and becoming less and less and less every day. Why do you think I weep? And that is why God made David the greatest king of Israel, because he took God at his word. He believed literally in the word of God. And so let me tell you this as I, I come toward the end here. I believe with all my heart that the crisis we are facing is not primarily an economic crisis, or that might be a symptom. The primarily crisis is not even moral crisis. That's only a symptom of it. The crisis we are facing is not even political crisis. But the crisis we are facing today is a crisis of faith in the true living God. In taking hold of absolutely trusting in the integrity and in the infallibility of the Word of God. I don't know whether you read the news like I do, but I am seeing pastor after pastor, Christian writer after Christian writer, Christian blogger after Christian blogger. They are now doubting openly the infallibility of the Word of God. Could that be the great falling away that Jesus talked about or precede His return? I don't know. But that's not all. Listen carefully, please. This is important. Not only did Caleb had faith, but that faith, in that faith, he discovered the secret of the fountain of youth. What is that secret of the fountain of youth? It is called resting in the Lord. For 38 years, while the unbelieving Jews were wasting away and dying in the desert, Caleb's strength was being renewed. While the unbelieving Jews were wasting away in worry and anxiety and fear, Caleb was being renewed by faith. While these unbelieving Jews and doubters, uh, those who were down on the mouth, (laughs) were wasting away, Caleb was getting younger and stronger and looking forward to turning giants into grasshoppers. I often wondered, had they listened to Joshua and Caleb and went into the land of promise, I'm convinced even those giants, they would have said boo, and they would have fallen down. (laughs) The same can happen with you. As long as you see giants as giants, you will live in defeat. You will live a mediocre life. As long as you nurse these giants, God's reward will elude you. Today, we want to slay some giants. Amen? You ready to slay some giants? Well, name them out, not loud, but between you and God. And say, in Jesus' name, you are slain. Say it with me. In Jesus' name, whatever they are. Father, I praise you. I adore you. I worship you. I'm grateful for Your Word, and I'm grateful that it has everything that is necessary for salvation, for sanctification, and for justification and glorification. Father, I pray in Jesus' name, and in the power of His blood, there will be giants all over the place slain in these aisles, for I pray this in Jesus' name.
0: Thanks for taking time to be a part of Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef. I hope you've been challenged and equipped to destroy the giants in your life. If you'd like to speak with someone about what it means to be a Christian, or perhaps you need some guidance in attacking the giants of life, reach out to Leading the Way's pastoral team at ltw.org slash Jesus. One very rewarding thing about serving with Leading the Way is the opportunity to read just a few of the testimonies received from around the world. It's exciting to hear how Dr. Yusuf's teaching and ministry is impacting lives. Here's an excerpt from a letter Leading the Way received from Husni from Morocco, who watches the Kingdom Sat. My life had no meaning. I tried everything, but to no avail. After contacting the Algerian phone number for Leading the Way on the Kingdom Sat, I decided to give my life to the Lord. What an amazing life I now look forward to. Please pray for Husni as he continues with a discipleship course to continue growing his faith. That's all for today, except for this invitation to listen again next time, when Dr. Michael Yusuf once again passionately proclaims uncompromising truth on Leading the Way Audio. This program is furnished by Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Yusuf. Connect further via television, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter and all of the social media networks.